Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Idea Dynamo podcast. I am the Idea Dynamo herself, Samantha Pierce. What are we going to talk about today, folks? Well, it's May, and there are two significant things that happen in May. My husband's birthday, my wedding anniversary, Mother's Day, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Now, I'm going to talk about the last two. The fact that Mother's Day falls in May, which happens to be Mental Health Awareness Month, is this a tacit admission that motherhood can be extremely stressful (laughs) and has an impact on, on women's mental health? Maybe, maybe not. So, you know, Google is a thing now. It wasn't a thing when I was a kid. So I, I, I Googled Mother's Day, the history of Mother's Day when it started. The American version of Mother's Day started in 1908 by a woman called Ann Jarvis who wanted to honor motherhood. Okay, yeah, seems like a good thing. But being the capitalists that we are, it had quickly devolved into a commercialized mess. And Ann Jarvis spent the latter part of her life trying to undo the creation of Mother's Day because it became something to just sell stuff to people. But before Mother's Day became a commercialized mess, it was about helping mothers learn to care for their children. Oddly enough, it was also about unifying a post-Civil War United States And it also had an abolitionist and suffragette component to it. So in the past, in its early days, Mother's Day was massive. It it was even a, there was even a focus on advocating for world peace. Now that's a pretty heavy load for, for moms to bear. We have to unify a fractured country. We, fight against all the ills in the world, and we fight for world peace, all while taking care of our children. I don't know about you, but that would kind of, that's a little bit more pressure than than the average person really wants, than the average mom really wants. Now, Mental Health Awareness Month, and yes, I'm joining these two together because, well, keep listening, you'll see. I was really surprised to learn that Mental Health Awareness Month has been around since 1949. Why? Because I never really associated a great awareness of, nor appreciation of, mental health with the 1940s, 50s, and 60s. You know, that, that's a, that generation didn't really talk about their feelings much now, did they? These are the people who went through the Great Depression and World War II, and they just don't talk about feelings. How do I know? I have people this age in my family and they don't talk about feelings. So I was presently surprised to see that Mental Health Awareness Month has been a thing since 1949. Now, maybe that was because people realized people aren't talking about their feelings and it's making them miserable and possibly killing them. Who knows? 
Now, there, there's some things that are unique to motherhood that can have an impact on mental health. First of all, hormones. If you're giving birth to your kiddos, that is one wild roller coaster ride of hormones up and down, throwing you all over the place. So, yes, postpartum depression is a thing because all of those hormones that you need to keep the kid alive and then give birth, they have an impact on your body. And it, when they settle down, as they come back down to normal, we feel that. And we feel that in, in a depressed mood. And add to that the sleep depression of caring for a newborn, uh, the sleep deprivation of caring for a newborn. And you just went through a rather, your body just went through a rather traumatic event. Let's be honest. <clears throat> Some of us may even come close to death giving birth to our children. Yeah, uh, motherhood and mortality, that's a thing. So that, that puts a lot of stress on women. And, you know, if you don't have someone supportive in your corner, supportive family, or at least one supportive person who can come by and help hold the baby so you can get a shower, cook the food for you, clean the house, it's, it's going to be tough. So it's important for moms to have someone in their corner who can back them up in those early stages. And you know, six weeks out, three months out, four months out, we still need that help and that support. So think about that, the new moms for Mother's Day and what they go through and the support that they need. Because postpartum depression and the even more severe postpartum psychosis can kill people. It cost women their lives. It's cost their children, their lives. So as a society, we need to be vigilant to make sure that moms are being taken care of. And this is an especially important message to share during Mental Health Awareness Month. Now, the stress doesn't go away <laughs> once, once the baby hits, say, the toddler stage. They just change. And motherhood is constant experience of change as your child grows, as you grow. Some of us, we acquire our children in non-traditional ways. We adopt them. We take in family members' children, not through an official adoption process, but the kids in our lives nonetheless. And those are stressful as well. If you don't take the time to be aware of your emotions and manage your emotions. Be aware of what the stressors and triggers are. And also be aware of what could stress out or trigger your child. My experience of motherhood has been being a detective, being Sherlock Holmes, to search out and better understand what my children are going through and what they're experiencing particularly since they have disabilities that impact the way that they communicate. So whereas uh, their siblings who don't have a disability would say, mom, I'm sad, I don't like this, I'm scared and I'm uncomfortable. 
my kiddo with a disability might just go sitting in a corner and not talk to anyone. And that might seem like, oh, this kid's fine. There's nothing wrong. But actually, no, you got to go talk to this kid and figure out what's going on. I have another kiddo who's um, limited, has limited verbal communication. So if he's upset about something, he might knock over a chair, hit the wall, jump up and down. So we have to read his behavior to understand what it is that he, he's upset about, what's bothering him, he might be in pain, something like that. That's where that detective work comes in. And even for my typical children who don't have disabilities, got to do some detective work on them too because they're not always willing to talk up. <laughs> and there, there needs to be, I have to be patient when I would rather ask, you know, 50, 11 questions to find out exactly what's going on so I can fix it. That's not always what they need. Sometimes they just need me to sit down and wait until they're ready to talk. Sometimes I do need to ask the 50, 11 questions to get at what's bothering them because sometimes they don't know. And this is the part where I talk about I realized that I experienced something very similar to post-traumatic disorder in my uh, adventures as a mother. How do I know? I, I was one of those people who listened to NPR all the time and had my alarm clock set to turn on NPR. And one morning it turned on and I was listening to a story of a veteran who had returned from Iraq talking about what his experience of PTSD was like. He talked about hypervigilance and always looking and waiting for something to go off the rails. And I thought, hmm, that sounds familiar. He talked about the disturbed sleep and, and never being able to, your, your mind racing as you try to fall asleep or waking up in the middle of the night and your mind racing. And I thought, gosh, that sounds familiar. He talked about being startled by loud noises outside and always looking around to see where the next threat was coming from. And I thought, hmm, that sounds familiar. So then he talked about the running through the crisis scenarios in his head and making a plan for how he would get out of those crisis scenarios over and over again. And I thought to myself, that sounds very familiar. And it was at, it was at this point that I went, wait a minute. Now, I've never been in battle. I've never been to war. Really the most dangerous thing in my life that I have done is given birth. So why was I resonating with this veteran's experiences? Why did what he was saying sound so familiar? Well, it's because when you're parenting people with disabilities, you have to be prepared for every possible threat, every possible scenario. And the way that our society works, it is one battle after another to 
get our children's needs met. It's one battle after another with their school, at the doctor's office, the grocery store, with um, public services that are supposed to help them. Nothing is easy. And then there's the actual raising of the child. You have to always be on alert to make sure that they're safe, they're not eating anything that they shouldn't, that they're not hurt. And I was someone who was, I was already a warrior. So you throw at me two kids who have a lot of hurdles to overcome in their lives. And that just pushed my worrying to the extreme. So I was the mom who, when I'm driving down the road, I was making a plan for what would happen if the car broke down or as we were driving over a bridge, somehow the car stopped working or there was a crash or we went over the side and I had to figure out how to save all the kids. I was, I was that mom. And I, I, I eventually realized that, oh, wait a minute. That's not quite, well, actually it's normal for the level of stress that I was experiencing, but it wasn't really a healthy way to be experiencing my life. So I had to learn how to see those worries, acknowledge those worries and set them aside because that's not where I needed to expend my energy as a mom. It's exhausting to be worried all the time. That's why I can't sleep. <laughs> That's why I didn't sleep much back then. I've gotten a lot better. I, I do still have a lot of worries, but I can put those aside and I can tell myself, okay, I don't have to think about this at three o'clock in the morning. I can think about it at three o'clock in the afternoon when it's light out and I can talk to someone who can help me recognize what's true, who can help me problem solve. And so I think I, because of my, my parenting experiences, I appreciate the fact that Mother, Mother's Day and Mental Health Awareness month happen around the same time of year because I don't think moms really take care of ourselves as much as we should. But you know, the self-sacrificing mom thing, that's a thing. There are a lot of people who think, well, you should sacrifice yourself for your children. But you know what? Kids do better when mom is healthy and happy. So for those of you who are moms or who have moms in your lives, check in on them. Especially since we are in a pandemic and this COVID thing is driving everybody up the wall. Check in on your mom friends. Because if we weren't okay before, we're not okay now. And we can use all the help we could get. All the socially distant help fully vaccinated help that we can get. And to the moms who are listening, those of you who, however you came by motherhood, those of you who are willing to give anything for your children, save some for yourself too. 
because you can't give to your children if you've got nothing left in you. This is a lesson I learned the hard way, the very hard way. Oh, happy Mother's Day. And take care of the moms in your life, even if that mom is, and especially if that mom is you. Love you, mom. I am the Idea Dynamo, Samantha Pierce. Thank you for listening, and we'll chat again next time. Thank you.